Hey, this is Mickey, I produce working, and I just wanted to let you know before we start the episode that there's some adult topics that are discussed, kind of joked about, uh, no explicit language, think like PG, but before there was PG-13, so like Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark level of risqueness, I guess, in this interview with the clown. That's about it. Happy Halloween and enjoy the episode. You're listening to Working, the podcast where we talk to people about what they do all day. I'm Jacob Brogan. Lately, creepy clowns have been in the news, and those reports, right, wrong, or ridiculous, have left us wondering what it's like to actually clown for a living. To answer that question, we sat down with Carol Collins, who's coming up on her 40th clowniversary this Halloween. With decades in the business under her belt, Collins now runs an agency for party performers, but she also still performs as Bingo the Clown, sometimes with a hedgehog in tow. Collins covered our studio table with photos and other documents, leading us through the day-to-day efforts that go into making the world a little sillier and a little sweeter. And in a Slate Plus Extra, Collins shares some of her other favorite memories from the clown industry, including clown conferences around the world, her own articles for clown publications, and Tom Selleck, the clown. If you're a member, enjoy bonus segments and interview transcripts from working, plus other great podcast exclusives. Start your two-week free trial at slate.com slash working plus. What is your name and what do you do? I'm Carol Collins, and I'm a professional entertainer, starting out as a clown and other things afterwards. So do you have a clown name? or Bingo. Is, bingo the is name you learn in church. <laughs> <laughs> So where where do you apply your trade? What what kind of entertaining clowning do you do? Are you birthday parties, corporate events, comedy Name shows? It, wherever they need me. Wherever um, they need you. And um but I'd say it's family entertainment. Mm-hmm. We only take off our nose, not our clothes. <laughs> <laughs> no, because seriously, some people are really a little bit odd and they call me in the middle of the night and they act like, Oh, bingo. And I said, you know, they're looking for a stripper clown and I'm saying, I'm sorry. That's not what we do, and that's why I came up with that thing. We only take a <laughs> Is that typical? Does that happen a no, lot? No, no, not typical at all. It's just that in the old days when we had yellow pages where you had a section for adult entertainment and children's entertainment, uh-huh. they put my ad in the wrong section once, <laughs> you know, for bachelor parties. Yeah. So that's where that came from. But no more now. That's yeah. gone. Thank old, goodness. Old-fashioned yeah. SEO. Yeah. So – Is that range of things that you do typical for people in your line of work? The ones that want to do it for a living do. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of hobbyists who will just do maybe hospital work or church things or free things. But if you're making a living, you obviously want to do as many venues to keep it busy different times of the year. You know, Mm -hmm. if it's Christmas, maybe you'll be an elf clown or something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. But most professionals will try to do as many venues as they can. So let's take a step back. How did you get started? How did you uh, get involved in clowning? Well, I was a sixth grade teacher. And um, I adopted a child from Vietnam, was very sick. How in long 19, ago was this? 1941 years ago. But in, when she was five years old, I adopted her, and she was only 23 pounds, which is a one-year-old weight. By the time she could walk, I took her trick-or-treating, and they said, oh, you can't take her. I said, well, why not? Because you're not dressed up. Uh-huh. What will I wear? Well, my daughter won't wear this clown costume I made. Would you wear it? Okay. So you within got in a, a clown week, costume? Within a week, I gave up teaching. I said, I want to do this. And I knew, as you saw from my pictures here, I didn't look too cool. I smeared on Avon makeup and I had a little fake 
little skull cap like uh, Lou Jacobs, who was a famous clown. But um, I just went out there and, and I said, you know, I want to do this. I want to make people smile. And the library saw me do it. And they said, would you come to our fundraiser and dress up with your daughter and sell tickets? Mm-hmm. I sold 1,600 tickets at the local supermarket <laughs> because we were just acting silly at this club. And that's what we were doing. So, so tell us a little bit more about this picture. How are you dressed here? Okay. Well, I didn't know any professional clowns, so I didn't have the advantage like today where you can get it online and everything. Uh-huh. So I had a ballet tutu wig. I cut out the hole and put it on my head like a so wig. It creates a kind of frizzy See this? look. Like, yeah. And they called me Phyllis Diller. <laughs> <laughs> and then my uh, clown I met in the neighborhood had big eyelashes, so I've copied her. See, I didn't know. You don't copy other clowns, yeah. but I did. I put big eyelashes on it, smeared on the big mouth like Ronald McDonald, which is not a good face because it's too big of a mouth, but I didn't know that. So that's – anyway, that's how I started. But then I made her up, and she actually looked cuter than me because I just put a simpler face, which is what I should have done on me, and I put a big – Big pillow in her, oversized breeches with suspenders, and when she walked, it wiggled. So she was funny <laughs> right there. So that's what we did. We were bingo and bongo. <laughs> bingo and bongo. How did you decide on that name in the first well, place? Well, I went to her daycare because I wanted to try out my, you know, with kids. I didn't know anything. So the teacher said, look, what's your name? I said, oh, I don't know. What's my name? Do they know the bingo song? Yeah, I'm bingo. <laughs> because that's how I started my first laugh I got was singing that song with them. They started singing... There was a farmer, had a dog, and bingo. I said, did you call me a dog? And they all started laughing. <laughs> so that's when I changed the words then, and I use it in all my little kid shows, that it's, there was some kids who had a clown, and bingo was her name. So how did you – this is 1976 yeah, that this picture is, exactly. is from. How did you go from there to doing this professionally and I assume full-time? Yeah. Well, it took a while, of course. Just like any business, you put – Everything back into the business, you know, um, I didn't charge. I did a lot of free things at schools, daycare, wherever I could just to learn about children. Were you still teaching at the time? No, no, no. Because because she was so sick, I was staying home with her yeah. as much. So we did Avon Shackley, did these little things where she could come with me on the job. Mm-hmm. See, And then I heard about conventions. So there's clown conventions, and now they're all over the world. I'm going to one in Thailand in March. <laughs> um, so I said, okay, I have to learn. You know, I got to talk to people. So I met some professionals, went to conventions, learned about the real makeup, how, of course, we never wear masks ever. We Why just, is that? Because that's we want to be an individual clown. We're not copying somebody else. So it's about the look of your face, right. whatever makeup. And is you on. follow your own wrinkles, you see. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> because even if I copy that person's makeup, it won't look the same on my face. So the idea is you ha- – and we even put our faces on eggs – we record them. In England, they have a big museum of mm-hmm. all clown eggs with everybody's face on it who's registered. And we have one, too, in, in I think, out in Wisconsin. So I have my egg. Oh, I should have brought it to show you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a big duck egg, and I had made it. Oddly enough, before I knew they did that, I had made it myself at a Halloween thing. I put the tutu on the egg and the flash, the eyelashes, and then I found out that's what clowns do. And they actually register their face. So I... <laughs> I had done it without knowing. There so, are clown colleges, I think, aren't there in, in no France more, and elsewhere? No more? No, there used to be one in um, Ringling, uh-huh. and that was mainly to be in, interviewed for circus. Was oh, that down in Florida? It used to be, right. So you, didn't, you didn't go to clown college? No, I didn't. And knew, I didn't want to do circus. I actually worked with the circus at one time just because they needed a filler here in D.C. Looks like there's like a velocipede no. uh, in, this, in this picture. This is, is a big penny-farthing bike. That's what they're called. Yeah, and that was my bike. So I rode it with my big clown shoes, no yeah. brakes, yeah. and I was riding in front of the elephants, and it was kind of scary because, you know, I couldn't stop. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, and that was a great— you can't stop the elephants either. Yes, right. 
And then I had to go around the poop, you know. <laughs> it was funny. So, <laughs> But this was a great experience, too. It was 10 days. All my people loved it because the children always ask us, did you ever go in the circus? And then we could say yes, even yeah. though it was two weeks. So we had a good time and realized we don't want to be in the circus because it's not – you can't be close to the children. Unless you're top clown, the pay is very low. Yeah. So what I made there in two weeks, I make in one show. Yeah. Did you ever get to ride in a clown car? Is that a real thing? No, didn't get to do that. that my only had a little car once. but no. <laughs> <laughs> So you did some circus work. It sounds like most of your training, though, was, was kind of ad hoc, conversational. Is that right? It was well, about just talking with people. Oh, the convention. No, too, that's of the biggest thing, convention, okay. right, and meeting other clowns who I respected and um, just observed them too. Mm-hmm. When I first met this clown in Connecticut where I had started – who told me about the big eyelashes and all that. Mm-hmm. She wanted me to watch her show. And mm-hmm. I was so into the fact that I have to be an individual. I didn't go watch her show. I said, I don't want to copy you. Yeah. Which I'm regretting now because I probably would have learned some things anyway and then mm-hmm. changed them. But I was so worried about not copying somebody else, sure. you know. Yeah. So, But it yeah. worked out. I, I developed my own ways. But um, Yeah. How long did that take? So you start doing it informally in the early mid-70s, how long before you felt like you really were your own clown, before you were really comfortable mm-hmm. with your own aesthetic and, and your style? Well, a couple years probably because I kept changing my look too. I, I didn't like this. I tried this. You see all different things, you know, different faces, different wigs, different colors. Um, my first show was $10. It was so cute at a school. <laughs> That's how much they paid you? Yep. And now I get three seventy five, <laughs> but I do a lot more too. Yeah. I use animals and everything. But still, um, I don't know. I can't pinpoint it when that moment started when I felt comfortable. I just at the moment you always think it looks good, right? Yeah. And then you go back and say, "Oh, did I look like that?" <laughs> you know, it's it's just so. I I just now this. I don't like my look with Nancy Reagan here, but I was a fun picture, so I use it. Yeah. See, she's got the clown nose on herself. She's got the clown nose that I and gave big her. hair too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not as big. Well, let's talk about your look. You've got yeah. dozens of pictures here so from, from over the decades. So many looks. Do you have a particular look that you've settled on or that you've settled into over the right. years? Is there, a, is there a single? I don't use the big nose anymore. Mm-hmm. I put a ladybug. See, that's the story. When I started, I painted a ladybug on my nose oh. instead of a nose, you yeah. know, a big nose. And I went up to a child and rubbed noses with them without having powdered it so that he, the child would get the impression uh-huh. of the bug. Yeah. Right? But when I realized that's not a good – the kids loved it. But then if they were had a cold or sniffling, right. not good health-wise. So I didn't do that. So then I got a nose, a sponge nose, and then put the little ladybug on top of the sponge nose. Okay. And then I got a plastic nose and put it on. Then I got a professional made nose and put the bug on it. So all my 40 years of doing this, I've always had a bug on my nose. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my joke is it's been bugging me. <laughs> and, and I tell it to bug off, but it doesn't. It's a lazy bug, okay? Uh-huh. Not a ladybug. <laughs> lazy bug. So to this day, even when I'm doing my other characters, like an elf or, or my um, safari character, I just have the bug yeah. on my nose. But see, every picture here has a bug. <laughs> That's my latest picture that I use. I use my own hair now. Uh-huh. They call it like a European style. A lot of the men never wore wigs. They had just the derby hats and things. Yeah. I do wear eye makeup. Mm-hmm. I do a little on my lip and my bug on my nose and little cheeks. So I try not to put as much makeup on now, which with real young children, two-year-olds, anything made up is a little nervous for them because it's like, you don't look like mom, you know. Mm-hmm. And so Santa, all these characters don't 
scare they scare a two year old. I work with a lot of twos and up in daycares, preschools, mm. so I have simplified my makeup. It's yeah. easier for me too. <laughs> yeah. Doing the noses is, is there just a standard source for those, or or do you have to have one made to fit your? How do you even keep it on? Oh, I guess is what I'm. Well, wondering. it's a special adhesive that's, and I tell kids don't use rubber no. cement. You know, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but is it like spirit gum or whatever? Yes, spirit gum is one of them, and now they, a lot of the clown. Pronose is a very big company who I know. They make the noses, uh-huh. so all different shapes you can pick, pointy ones, uh-huh. and they also make the adhesive that if you you can put it on and take it off and put it on again after it was taken off. It's like a special glue that does that. So that's nice if a kid knocks your nose off. <laughs> you got a runny nose down the street. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I like that kind. Um, what about the other supplies? What about uh, the makeup? I mean, when, when you first started in those very early pictures that you showed us, you were wearing a lot of Avon makeup. Oh, uh, yeah. Never. You said, no. But now, never use lipstick. Never use anything that's commercial for makeup. It's definitely clown makeup, which at these conventions, we have a lot of people displaying their, their wares, mm-hmm. you know, and safe. That's the thing. You want it to be safe, mm-hmm. not hyperallergenic and all that so that you don't have problems with your skin. Cause have you ever had problems with No, luckily I haven't. Um, and I used to use baby oil to remove my <laughs> my makeup. Yeah. But now I use olive oil <laughs> oh, really? because that's healthier. <laughs> but they have these professional makeup removers. But I do it so little that I've, I use the olive oil and it works fine. Yeah. Or baby shampoo. Baby shampoo works on in your the shower. Face? Yeah. Just takes off everything and doesn't hurt your eyes. Are there uh, certain supplies that you have to keep in stock? Are there things you're always buying balloons. more of? Balloons. Oh, yeah. Because they have a shelf life, so I constantly am buying them. I do a, a restaurant once a week, Chick-fil-A, oh. and we make balloons for the children in, in uh, Liberia Road, Manassas. And I've been doing it there almost 11 years, every wow. Thursday night. Yeah. And so the kids know. What about the other stuff? I mean, you, 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 do, you still wear the big Pro- clown shoes. Yes, of course. And, Where do those um, come from? I got these from um, Spears Shoes. He's very well known. He's up in Massachusetts. And they're leather they're expensive, but they last. Uh-huh. Ten years, I've had shoes, you know. Yeah. And they're made comfortably. Yeah. You can get some in Mexico. You know, you can get cheaper ones, but they're rigid. They look heavy because they've got the huge bulbous uh, vamp Yeah, they're on them. fairly heavy because I even put an orthotic in there too because okay. they're leather. Yeah. But that's okay. I like the bulbous front. I tell the kids I don't cut my toenails. <laughs> you know, it's hard to get <laughs> shoes. <laughs> what about the rest of your uh, your uh, outfit? Costumes, you- yes. You're always refreshing. They get faded like everything else. <clears throat> and my people, I have a, an agency now, so I don't book people if their costumes are faded and old. You got to keep up with looking sharp. Yeah. So I have this for the summer. This is more of a winter one. Tell this us about this. Winter Tell us one. about your winter look. Winter one has um, long sleeves, a vest, and a jacket I have as well and to go out in. I don't wear a regular coat. I would wear a clown coat as well and pants and that. The summer one is just short sleeve and more festive, a little different. It looks you like a baby. long, suit. like white, tight socks. You want to cover most of your skin. That's the clown. Now, again, I don't follow that rule in the summer. Mm-hmm. But I'm not competing. When you compete at a convention, every part of your body has to be covered. So they're very strict. Very strict with competition. But I'm not a com- competition clown. I'm I'm an entertainer. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but I do like their rules of we have a code. We do not drink or smoke or do drugs while we're in clown costume, uh-huh. even if we're off. Yeah. you know. But if we're in that costume, we do not do that. Nothing if bad. we do, they get fired. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that on my reputation. Yeah. But um, again, many costumes. So do you get ready? Are you in all of the stuff before you head out to the job? Are you driving in your car in a, in a clown outfit? Yes. And now in England, my clown buddy in England is not allowed to do that. In England, you cannot 
be in face and exposed really? driving. So he drives a moped to work. Yeah. He has a box on the back with all his makeup and costume. Uh-huh. Every job, he puts it on there, takes it off, goes to the next job, puts it on, takes yeah. it off. Thank goodness I'm not in England because <laughs> I can drive with it. And, and people like that in a way that my clown plate says – CLWN is my license plate. Uh-huh. The O was already taken. So, <laughs> so I have, I used to have a red nose in the front of my car. Yeah. And I have signs on my car. So a lot of times people drive past me and they see that. And of course they want to look and see what the clown is, but I'm not always in face. Yeah. So I have a nose on a rose, a long stem red nose in my car and it's handy. So if I see them looking, I quick put that on and I honk my horn and hit my nose at the same time. <laughs> And they laugh. <laughs> I like to make people smile. So, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> um, and I also have a cute little ladybug um, puppet, hand mm-hmm. puppet that I drive with. Yeah. So if, if I'm at a light and there's kids in the next car, this puppet goes over to the window and <laughs> talks to them. You know, it's just – it's why I help with road rage too. If there's some people that are – you can see their face and they're – and I have these funny – Groucho glasses with a big uh-huh. nose, I'd put it on and look at them. <laughs> and I try to help people who have road rage because that's scary. That's yeah, dangerous. Do you think – does it seem to calm people down? Well, they laugh. Yeah. I've it's, never had I mean, anybody not laugh. So. Yeah, I imagine, you know, it kind of upends breaks. their sense of reality. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there such a thing as a typical day for you? Well, a typical day I get up and I clean the hedgehog cages because I have animals. Hedgehogs? I have four animals in my show. Uh-huh. I do a live animal comedy show. Two hedgehogs that – poop all over all night and walk in it. <laughs> so I have to clean that cage every morning uh-huh. and give them a bath. Yeah. And then I have a dog and I have two hamsters. And do they go with you in the car when you're in your They do. They all have to have separate cages because you mm-hmm. can't put two hamsters together or two hedgehogs. So I have four cages to clean. But anyway, that's my morning <laughs> doing yeah. that and making my health drink. And then I go to my computer right away and see if I got any emails. I'm an agent for about 50 different variety acts, including clowns and other people. Oh. So that's what I do during the week. To see what jobs I have to call back and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, if I have a show like I have today, I'll go home and I'll make balloons ahead of time. I I like to make some ahead of time at my show so that they're just not waiting online for a balloon. Mm -hmm. Just get everything ready, get the animals ready, get so I'm calm when I have to leave, not rush. And then in the evening, I'm still getting calls. Unfortunately, I should have office hours, but it's like this is my life, so – People call me all hours, and I answer the phone. I'm just used to doing that. I probably should what, cut it off. But. What time do you hit the hay? Oh, get to go to bed? I mean, when, when do you finally shut it down for the day? When I go to bed. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I, no, people don't call me at 11 o'clock. But, but still, most people say, get some business hours. Get a life. But see, this is my life. Yeah. And people don't understand. I really am bingo. <laughs> people don't know me as Carol. They know me as bingo. <laughs> But maybe that's annoying for some people. I don't know. But I, I have to be who I am, and I, I like making people smile. So, yeah. You've been listening to Carol Collins, also known as Bingo the Clown. That's her making a balloon for our producer in the Slate Building lobby. Sorry about the squeaks. Coming up, she shares her perspective on the recent clown scares and tells us how she works with kids who get spooked at her shows. And in case you're wondering what she's making, it's a balloon guitar. The tighter the string, the higher the note. Low and high. <laughs> you make a vegetable.
That's amazing. <laughs> what string is this? Your music? Uh, I do not have perfect pitch. It's a G string. <laughs> <laughs> da -da -da. I call it a mandolin. <laughs> not a mandolin. Oh, what are the parts of a show that you're doing? My show? Well, I start off with a warm-up of letting the kids play a parachute game while I'm setting up my show so so that they're busy while I'm doing my setup. Mm -hmm. And I show them how to do it. They put their head in the center of the parachute, and they hold it, and an inflatable ball has to touch their head, mm -hmm. bop them in the head. They love to bop each other <laughs> in the head. And then each child has to go and turn and clockwise so they know how to handle it. And then I go over and set up my show. Mm -hmm. Then I have them sit down on the parachute. It's the stage part. And then I do my magic. And it's magic with music. I have a microphone. I have, um, as I said, my first trick is a hedgehog. They will surprise. It comes out of a change bag. Surprise. <laughs> Uh, and is that then like I pulling talk, a rabbit out of a hat? Yeah. But it's kind of spiky? <laughs> yes, it is. And I talk about how to handle an animal, how to pet an animal. You don't pet it in the face. You don't, you know. Mm -hmm. So they're learning something. Since I'm a former teacher, I always want to teach them something while they're laughing. So the hedgehog comes out, and I have a whole suitcase of his traveling and his clothes. The hedgehog's clothes? So, yes. It's, so it's funny. <laughs> and I have a whole, I have a diaper. Oh, I have a baby's two-pound baby diaper like this, uh -huh. and it fits on him. The March of Dimes gave it to me because they help save babies, you know. And I said, he's a party pooper, so he needs a diaper. <laughs> and they all laugh. And he is. I have to be careful because he is a party pooper. <laughs> and so parents don't like that. So I quick give him a bath before I leave because hot water makes him defecate. You know? mm -hmm. And that's why it cleans him out before the show. Yeah. And then I have him. So I have all these little clothes, and, and I have a – I tell <laughs> – this is funny. I dressed him up like a giraffe for Halloween once. He put his head in a toilet paper roll and mm -hmm. walked with it. So I covered it with a giraffe paper, and he'd walk around like a giraffe. Yeah. So now the new one doesn't do that, so I have a cowboy hat. And I said, why do you want to be a cowboy? I want to talk like a rooster. Well, what does a rooster say, kids? Tell them what a rooster says. And they go, cock-a-doodle-doo, right? <laughs> so I have a contraption where they don't know it, but I can make him sound like he's saying cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> my parents go, what? <laughs> <laughs> so then I have the doggy doing tricks. She dances ballet, and she has clothes. And then the last thing in my show is a hamster race. Mm -hmm. They're inside cars with wheels, so you don't really train them. They know yeah. how to do a wheel. Yeah. But then you have two of them racing, and the kid, two kids are have pom-poms and they go under their legs and it's a race. It's so <laughs> is, is one better than the other? That's the problem. I have to make up stories when one slows down. I said, he's a senior citizen. We got to give him a, a, a handicap. <laughs> or I have one hamster now. He keeps going backwards. You know, where did you get your license? In Florida? No, just kidding. <laughs> did you train the, the dog and the Yes, the I trained the dog. Such? You can't train him. Well, you could. But not the hamsters. Hamsters know what to do. But no, the dog with food. Yeah. Yeah. She rolls over, gives kisses in different languages, which uh, I have a lot of multicultural kids. Yeah. And so that's fun when they can – I learn some – I try to learn a little bit of a lot of languages so yeah. that kids feel comfortable with me. Um, so it's mostly events with kids that it sounds oh, yeah. like. It's, now, adult, I do what we call comedy gram, or you've heard of singing telegrams, mm -hmm. but I call it a comedy gram. It's 15 to 30 minutes, and I go either in my Dr. Bingo character or I go as a clown or a – Safari. Anyway, what it is, I roast somebody. So I did a 90-year-old the other day. I did a 95-year-old. And, and you just do a lot of comedy shtick. And if you know something about them, of mm -hmm. course, you can relate to it. Sure. Like for the ladies, I have a bottle of uh, birthday control pills. It's, <laughs> it's jelly beans, you know, things like that. Yeah. And it's, it's just sight gags. Mm -hmm. And I love doing that. I like working with adults. But it's, it's not blue material. It's, it's fun. Yeah. Are there times of the year that are busier than others for you? I mean, if you're doing sure. two most days, three – Summer, now for most clowns, August is very slow. Mm 
but because now I do a lot of preschools and camps, yeah. I am so busy. I did 10 shows in August one week. <laughs> okay. So that was fun. And I give them a little discount, too, because yeah. they were schools. Um, Christmas time is busy because I also am a Mrs. Claus and Elf and I book Santa's. Uh, November's usually a little slower. January's a little slow. Those are the two months that are a little slow. But other than that, there's birthdays all the time. You've been doing it for more than years. 40 years. Yeah. Uh, have there ever been times when um, some kid that you entertained, you know, grows up and has kids of their own and you've, you've Absolutely. I have so many of those stories. It's great now. I was doing a restaurant on Mother's Day. And I was in clown, this costume, mm-hmm. and a lady comes up to me. She says, now, are you the only bingo? I said, N- probably not. But <laughs> she said, but I think you did. She was 26 years old. She said, I think you did my fourth birthday. And I still remember. And you, I'm pretty sure it was you. I said, well, did I use a bunny or a hedgehog? Yes, that was me because <laughs> I, I knew it was. And sure enough, she had a button, a photo button. I used to take. Those old-fashioned photo buttons yes. with her, the child, me, and the bunny. Uh-huh. And she said, I still have the button. Wow. And she's 26, 22 years. <laughs> I said, would you send me a copy of that? So we posed again now like, her and I, yeah. without a bunny. Yeah. So anyway, she sent me that picture. So I'm going to write a little thing for my one of my clown magazines that I write for mm-hmm. to show that. Because yeah. it was so great. She still had the picture. Yeah. And then I have a record at home. I have a six-foot-tall cabinet, four drawers, mm-hmm. with every show I've done since 1976. Wow. A paper copy. Now it's in the computer, but I always keep paper copies. So I, I said, what was your last name then? So I go back, and I look, and I found her paper that I did her party mm-hmm. 22 years ago. Amazing. And I asked her, do you remember anything? And she remembered one of the tricks and the, and the animals. Yeah. Yes. I cried. <laughs> it makes me cry sometimes because I'm so happy that I, I made an impression with somebody. That was my goal, yeah. to make people happy. And the fact that they remembered it, they must have been happy. Yeah. That's so that's happening a lot because kids, teenagers come up to me, Bingo, you did my first birthday. Or I'm at Best Buy or something, and the way guy saw me doing a balloon for a kid who was crying online while I was waiting. <laughs> I always have balloons in my pocket. He says, you know what? I think you taught me balloons when I was in, in, in middle school. I said, yep, that was me. I used to teach kids how to make balloons. How has the business changed over all those years? Ah, uh, well, we're we're learning more and more improved skills, yeah. like balloons, for instance. When I started out, we'd make a little dog. You saw it in the picture here, right? <laughs> now, they are making actual cartoon characters, the whole characters that look like people. Mm-hmm. They make motorcycles full size out of balloons. Wow. They make ballroom gowns. Ballooning is phenomenal now. So now I don't go out myself other than the restaurant I do a little, like I make a guitar balloon that actually plays 12 notes. So that's unique. I like to entertain with the balloon, not necessarily make it an art work, Uh see. But some people are so good at that, I put them on the job if that's what they want. But I have some comedy things I do, making uh, maracas where they can play music or play the guitar. Uh Or there's a game you put a ball inside. It's like a ball game that goes up and down. Things like that out of balloons. Yeah. But also what else has changed? Improved costuming, improved magic props. Of course, a lot of the magic is just remade from years ago. Uh Nothing's new anymore. But um, makeup is better now, right? Safer. We have insurance now that we can get, liability insurance. Mm -hmm. More and more people are keeping up with the Joneses. If they had a clown at their party, I want to have another person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about managing the online presence of your clowning business? 
Well, I just made a new website. Can I tell you what it is? Yeah, of course. It's com, And I have 15 categories of entertainers on there. And each one you go, you can go. I have 60 pages and there are photos of every kind of thing you could want. So that's been, I'm trying to get on the Google search. You know, I'm trying to learn about that. Do you have uh, someone who builds your website for you? Do you have to do all that yourself? Well, I did it through Wix.com, mm-hmm. and they have great tech support. And then I hired somebody to help with things that I really didn't yeah. know, you yeah. know. But um, I really haven't been doing much advertising now because I'm really busy enough, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> People know how to find you. Yeah. Do you do you have a fee structure that's pretty standard, or do you negotiate costs from job to job? Pretty much. I, uh, face painters, the artists that do balloons, face painters, they roughly get 150 an hour. If they do multiple hours, sometimes there's a reduction. Depends on the circumstance. If it happens to be at a school during the week when they're not busy, they might go for less. Par- shows start at like 250 and go up, oh, 600. I have all mm-hmm. different levels of magicians and you know whatever they want to spend. Depending on which of your people that you represent. Right. Is, Some is are more coming. professional than others. All my people, though, I... I consider good. It's just mm-hmm. that some are better for maybe little kids. Some are better for stage work. Mm-hmm. And, of course, um, some of them just are really professional. They've traveled all over the country and they mm-hmm. get big bucks. So, yeah. Are those kind of pricings standard across the business? Is that something that you figure out? It's very out? competitive now, yeah. more than ever, because a lot of these face painters, for instance, who are good, have been doing little free workshops. And they're training all these people. And then what do those people do sometimes? They go out and cut the price in half and hurt the person that taught them. So that's – I'm very sad about that. But we have a lot of competition in that area. Um, I get a lot of people asking, you know, they always want to bargain. Sometimes I will. I'll add on a little time rather than change the price Mm -hmm. because I know what I'm worth and I don't – I just don't like bargaining. (laughs) It's not our custom really here, but a lot of people come from countries where that is a – it's an accepted thing. If you don't bargain – they, they can't do it. They have to bargain. So I understand that. So I try to add on a little time or something with them. Yeah. So what, what's the most difficult part about your job? Difficult part is sometimes um, booking a show where, you, where people like to really bargain and back and forth and, or cancel after you've done all the paperwork. Oh, they really want the show, holding the time, giving up other shows mm-hmm. for that time. And then they, oh... We're not going to do it. Even, they didn't call me. I had to call them and say, well, where's the contract? Oh, we changed our mind. Oh, but you didn't tell me? <laughs> Thank you. You know, I have to be nice, but <laughs> it's not really nice. You know, I want people to understand that as agents, we work hard. We're not just getting money free. And matter of fact, when you work with an agent, I want to put that out. A lot of people think, oh, I can't go through an agent. They're going to charge me a lot more. In my case, most of my people... They give me the discount from their regular price because I'm doing the paperwork. I'm getting the job. I'm guaranteeing their payment. So they give me a discount. So I can still charge what people would pay if they Mm -hmm. called them directly. Mm -hmm. And what's the advantage? What if they get sick? You hire a clown. She gets sick the day before. Where are you going to get another clown right away? You find them one. I can. If that's an agent, I have enough contacts. I can often help them. I've also tested these people. I know that they have insurance. I know that they're not going to harm kids. Some of them have background checks. I know they wear good makeup. I, you know, I know. Whereas you go online, people could tell you anything, but you don't know if it's true. But you're making some kind of guarantee. Yes. So that's why I suggest 
agents help you? What are the other kind of crucial parts of what you and, and other clowns are doing? We do a lot of charity and caring work. I belong to Caring Clowns International out of Seattle. Mm-hmm. They go all over. And we not only give supplies, but smiles. Mm-hmm. And so we give out red noses and we make balloons and we go to hospitals. Mm-hmm. So I was in Peru at a hospital and we did some bubbles with the kids and the bed. And um, it was just a wonderful experience. We do a lot of that here too, hospital work. Mm-hmm. There's another one. The Big Apple Circus had started a clown care unit years ago, which I was working with. Um, and they have phenomenal clowns, very well trained, and they're paid. Mm-hmm. But they do phenomenal work in the hospitals all over the country. Um, Healthy Humor Inc. now has uh, taken over that. And they're um, as it's good. You know, it's just really a good organization. What does that involve? Are you going into cancer wards? Yes, and things like oncology this? units. You get a short time in each room. The child has the option to ask you in. Mm-hmm. You don't just barge in a room, sure. and that's what gives the child power. Mm-hmm. You can come in or you cannot come in. And they give you a lot of training and what to do in a hospital. There's a lot of safety issues. You, gotta, you don't sit on the bed. You don't put one prop from one room to the other because mm-hmm. it brings the germs. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things you learn. And um, these kids, even though some of them might not make it, mm-hmm. the parents are so happy that these children laughed a lot before they passed. You know, yeah. And it's, it's sad for us. We also go to schools. I do something called Behind the Curtains, and I teach them about the three types of clowns. The white face, which is the, the beautiful clown that started out years ago, and then the Auguste clown is just the – it's flesh tone with white eyes and a nose, and he does the pranks. He's the comedy silly clown, and that started in Europe. And then the tramp clown is the American clown, which started in the Depression probably – with, on the train rides with the black soot on the mouth. And um, that's a, usually a silent clown mm. party. So is this about educating kids in the history of clown? Right. Talk about the history, about the makeup, and then I make up in front of them and show them the procedure and how we have to powder it down so it's not greasy. And I, I might dress up a child as a clown with me and maybe put a little makeup on him. Mm-hmm. I show them the one magic trick, one thing with an animal to show the different things that clowns will do. Mm-hmm. But really what clowns will do is make you laugh. And if mm. you're not funny, you're not a clown. And mm. these creepy things that are going on around today, they're wearing ugly masks, they're hurting people. They are not clowns, and we shouldn't even call them clowns. Let's talk about that. because yes, we're, we're recording this just before Halloween. Yes. And there's been this whole, for the last few months, there's been this whole rash of clown scares. But that also, as um, Matt Desim, uh, he wrote a long piece about Slate, that there's a real history of these kind of so-called clown scares. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. What's yeah. what's your take on that? What do you make of all of that? Well, it always gets emphasized at Halloween, unfortunately, but yeah. this year worse than ever, I think. So I didn't have it affect my business other than I had one incident where I was going to do a career day at a school that I'd done for a couple of years. And I was doing it as my safari character. I wasn't even in full clown. Mm-hmm. And they canceled me the last day. And I said, why? We said, well, we've gotten so much. The parents are all worried about I said, well, you should be defending me. She said, well, look, you come in. We're having a Halloween night thing. We'll give you a whole room and you can set up and bring your hedgehog because that'll get them to come in the room. <laughs> and that's what hedgehog. I did. Huh? I want to meet this hedgehog. Yes, guy. right. So that I put up my big display to talk about that real clowns don't wear masks, don't scare you. If they're not funny, they're not, cl- you know, the whole bit. And now I'm going to do a big PTO meeting with parents and children all about that mm-hmm. because we got to get the word out to not have kids worry about real clowns. You know, they don't know what real clowns are sometimes. Why do you think that clowns activate this kind of fear oh, in okay. people? I mean, 
Well, you're bringing a lot of joy. Right. It sounds like the ones that they've seen, though, and most of the teenagers that I've met who have scared of clowns mm-hmm. have seen the movie. It Stephen King did not do us a favor. Stephen King has a lot to answer oh, for. Oh, that's one of the worst. They. When that came out in my area, they wanted me to help with the publicity of it. I said, are you kidding? I should be <laughs> suing you. No, that's horrible. It's ruined people. They, they're grown adults, and they're still thinking of that movie. Yeah. And um, Poltergeist was another one. Now another one's coming out. I don't think I should mention it. So I don't know. What can I say? I try to defend what I do. Uh-huh. You know. And so far, I've had requests for clowns, and they know it's okay. But I will tell you one incident that happened in Maryland a couple of years ago. A clown did lure a child into a car, a, you know, a bad clown. Mm-hmm. He happened to be wearing a red wig and had a red car, which, which is you what were, which I doing, had. Yeah. So I said, oh, no. So I, I changed my wig just for that yeah. few months. And, of course, the people that know me didn't worry about it. But a lot of people just didn't hire clowns for their parties. They just didn't want to take a chance. Mm. So it did hurt the industry. A- apart from these clown scares, our kids – Ever scared of clowns? Yeah, okay. There's certainly, and that goes back years too. Just the fact that someone isn't their real face, people think, what's really under there? You know, it has that mystery. Two-year-olds, no matter what you do with makeup sometimes, they're nervous just because they're learning what the human figure should look like and we mess it up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But real young kids, we try to not put the heavy makeup on because – you know, they're a little nervous. But, yes, there's clown sites about people who hate clowns. and There's a lot of – and I don't know why. It's sad for me, but that it is what it yeah, is, no, I mean, you know. People like horror movies. So, so, so I said to them, well, so if a nun's costume came out in the store with a gruesome face on the nun, would you ban all nuns? You know, let's, let's take it where it belongs. Don't ban the whole category because this guy says he's a clown when he's not. <laughs> If someone does seem scared of clowns or if one – if you're doing a party and one kid starts crying or something, oh. how do you respond to okay. that? Okay. Well, that's a big pet peeve of mine where a parent, if the child's crying, she takes the child immediately out of the room, thinking, of course, to not upset the other kids. But what she's doing is taking the fear of that child with the child. Mm-hmm. So I say to her, please – and I don't go near the child, of course, but I say, just stay in the back – Tell me the child's name. I will not stare at the child, but I will say, hey, Johnny, look at Susie. And Susie's on my lap now. You know, I'm talking with the other kids. Let the child see me interacting with the other children. And 99% of the time when that happens, that child who was scared is on my lap at the end of the show. Do you try to build I, that comfort? Of course. I don't want that child growing up. And I know my own sister-in-law <laughs> is still afraid of clowns because someone jumped at her and scared her. And I'm trying to overcome that. If you are heading to to do a job and you are feeling cranky or miserable or irritated for whatever reason, how do you pull your own emotions through to make sure you're bringing joy to other people? Chocolate. No, No, seriously. When I start putting on the makeup, as soon as I get the final touch, the nose, I I just – it perks me up. I I just forget about whatever was bothering me and I'm in a different world at that moment. So there's there's no such thing as an unhappy clown for you? Well, not while I'm performing. Yeah. You know, I don't let it – of course, of course I have sad times or I'm lonely or um, sometimes, you know. But I don't try to show that when I'm clowning. Even mm-hmm. if at, at the restaurant sometimes, you know, I've been going there every Thursday for years and years. Sometimes I just say, I don't want to go tonight. Mm-hmm. 
But as soon as I get there, the kids perk me up. What's the best part about about clown work? Making other people smile and reducing stress. We have so much stress today. You know, a lot of clowns in politics don't help with the stress. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you're making the world a better place? I certainly feel like I want to. I mean, and I hope I do. People say, why aren't you going to retire? You're 72 years old. Why should I retire? I'm doing my hobby for my job. I said, how many people can say they are making a living doing their hobby? Not many. Not many. Yeah. So why should I stop? I can slow down. I am slowing down. But now as an agent, I can still do it from my chair. You know, <laughs> and even I can make balloons in a wheelchair if I had to. You know, I could go to nursing homes, and even if I'm physically disabled, if I can move my hands, I can do something. So you see yourself doing this as long as you can do it? Absolutely. Because I wouldn't know what to do if I'm not doing this. I ballroom dance. That's about my other hobby. <laughs> but other than that, I, I love my job, and that's who I am. <laughs> I hear you have a my, – my producer tells me you have an interesting business card. Can, yeah, I believe – and I, what I teach in County too. When you make a card, make it so people will keep it. Yeah. Right? That's the whole point of it. So I punch a hole in my card, mm-hmm. and it says, can you push a penny through this hole? You cannot change the shape of either one. The website has a clue. So it's a marketing gotta, technique. Yeah. Make them look at the website. They all want, how do you push a penny? And it's a tiny little hole. You obviously can't push a real penny through there. So you have to, it's a semantic thing. You have to look on the website to find it. And I'm I told gonna, you the website, the website, Party Co-op, right? Yeah. And so that's what you can add on your card. Picture is good. Some people put on a magic trick. But mm-hmm. do something so people will keep it. Because today everybody's giving you cards and yeah. you don't even keep them. Well, bingo, thank you so much thank for you. coming and talking to us today. This was so delightful. Thank I you. So I enjoyed your smiles, too. <laughs> You made me smile. Thank you. Oh, I'm going to show you my iPod. I just want a new iPod. You want an iPod? I just want an iPod 3. What? uh, Oh, (laughs) three eyes in a pod. Three eyes in a pod. That's right. Collins closed out the podcast with a visual gag. That's three disembodied eyeballs in a pod of peas. And iPod 3. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this special Halloween episode of Working. Also, Collins wanted us to tell you that there are still some clown schools, including the Center Ring Circus School in Columbia, Maryland. Links to that, Carol's website, and a number of other clowning resources will be available on the show page at slate.com working. Thanks for listening to this episode of Working. I'm Jacob Brogan, and I will be dressing up as Snake Plissken, one of the greatest Kurt Russell characters, for Halloween. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the podcast. Our email address is working at slate.com, and you can listen to past episodes at slate.com slash working. Working is produced and edited by Mickey Capper. Mickey does not know what his costume is yet, but it is going to be awesome. Our executive producer is Steve Lichtai, and the chief content officer of the Panoply Network is Andy Bowers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.